0: It's the Last Stand Podcast. And here's your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the Last Stand, the unfiltered straight talk from some of the biggest names in the sport. And today, our guest, i tell you what, this guy was two-division champion, two-time world champion. Uh, He is none other than Amir Khan. Mirror, cool. it's been a while. Welcome to the Last Stand.
1: Hey Brian, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, man. It's nice having me on. Yeah. It has, it has been. Listen, I look, I look young and fresh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say: of mere black don't crack.
1: So you know, yeah, <laughs> I that, I've, I've been believing that for a long time because I know a lot of black friends, and they just never seem to be getting old. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I know you haven't
0: fought and been really inactive since uh, 2019, but yeah. I heard there's a birdies have been talking and they say Amir Khan
1: wants to fight again. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. You know, obviously um, my last fight was in Saudi Arabia. It was over uh, over there in Jeddah. And, you know, when you, I took some time out after beating Billy Dib and i thought to myself like, look um you know i, I wanna i want to taste it again i want to have that feeling of being in the ring again making weight again getting fit again you know um, and, and i kind of missed it and i thought to myself like look because i'm still young you know i just just uh, uh, in december i'm 35 so i'm just not like i'm too old uh you know it's um i think it'll be worth me giving it that one more shot again because uh, there are a lot of fighters who are the same age as me, who are still active properly. And, you know, and, um, and there's a few big names out there who are still calling me out. So I'm thinking, why not give it another crack? And this time I'm a little bit more fresher with the, with the, with the you know, with the nicer and the longer layoff I've had, which has given me that bit of break on me working on my other personal things and working on my boxing at the same time as well. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good.
0: So, so get update me. Talk to me about what Amir Khan has been doing uh, for the past couple of years. For the past year, what, what have you been up to?
1: For the past year, obviously, we know we were hit, we were hit with the pandemic of the coronavirus and everything. So I have a, I have the American Foundation, which is a charity organization which goes out our way and we help other less fortunate people when it comes to disasters like this, you know. And it's little as like going to drop food, but having food banks open, uh, giving food, clothing, Uh, And then you know, overseas when there's problems happening overseas as well, you know, then again you know, helping out, showing our support, getting food bags made for their, for the families, Uh, and you know, in total in the UK, I must have given around about hundred families um, food bags. That's great. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, sorry, hundred thousand families food bags, hundred thousand, sorry, Victor. Wow. (laughs) You know, and 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 that makes me happy because, and it's not only me, it's so, you know, I call my friends and say, listen guys, this is what I'm going to start doing. Do you guys want to support? Yeah, yeah, we'll give uh, 10,000 bags of food. You know, there, there's so many good friends we have and people that we work with in the boxing business. And outside the boxing business, we we'll said, look, I'm here. Um, I want to help you. So, I mean, that's what kept me busy throughout this whole time. At the same time, you know, gyms were closed, uh, but I was still sneaking in a little training session here and there to keep me fit and keep me just in shape.
0: You know, I, I thought it was interesting because I read, it said, uh, Amir Khan says, quote, I want one more dance. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it begs the question, are we talking championship level fights? or Are we talking now, which it seems to be the rage exhibition type fights?
1: No, I mean, look, with me, it's going to have to be championship. Look, I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of that exhibition thing. No disrespect to Floyd and other fighters who are doing that because you know, I just think it's uh, it's not good for the sport of boxing. You know, people are not taking boxing seriously, and you know, boxing is a sport where I think the time they are going to start taking it seriously is when someone gets badly hurt, and we just we just don't want that to happen. And I think it'll be quite tarnishing for boxing if God forbid a YouTuber gets knocked out by a professional fighter. I mean, you can't really compare the two, you know. Um, so I would never do that because I'd be scared to hurt. Uh, someone and, you know, if you hurt an influencer and you are the fighter that people, you know, always respected, you're going to lose that respect and really, you shouldn't really be sharing a ring with that person. I mean, like Floyd did it the other day and a couple of weeks ago, sorry, in Miami against Logan Paul. And he could have hurt Logan and, you know, it looks bad for him, him being a trained, professional fighter for many years, whereas Logan just come and put his gloves on and went in the ring with him. And, you know, and did he get, okay, a lot of people say Floyd didn't look the same. So really, he got more bad comments than he got good comments in that fight. Really, you know, I mean, did he really need the money? No, which we don't think he does. But um, he, I think, going into that fight, he got a lot more hate, and because he couldn't knock out a guy who's just a who's worse than a journeyman, basically. So, you know, it's one of them things, and that's something I wouldn't do. I'm still going to fight in that championship level when I come back because I just don't want to be seen as one of them fighters to fight the YouTubers.
0: So it, beg- it begs the question, because I know that in reading uh, about you and some of the things you've been doing lately, it says it said that Amir Khan says he has made it known he wants Kell Brook. And you know, especially when we had you on Showtime a lot, boy, that was a fight I think we all wanted to see back in the day. Do yeah. you think fight fans want to see that fight now?
1: Yeah, definitely, you know, because... You know, we're both British, and Kel always runs his mouth. And I think a lot of people want to see me just shut his mouth up. And um, he's always said that he has a, he has the style to beat me and the speed I have. He's not, not there no more. And he's always got something to say, you know, if you look at his social media pages or whatever. So I thought, you know what? Maybe it's a time to kind of put this guy in his place. You know, uh, you know one thing about the UK fans, they'd love to tune in. And with this fight, you know, we got big fan base. I mean, I, I've got my, I got a huge fan base in the UK. Kel, I'm sure, has got a huge, huge fan base in the UK. But when there's drama involved and there's a bit of a story behind it, it's only going to sell even bigger. You know, so let's see how it plays. I mean, let, that's for something there. Obviously, there's always that talk about Manny Pacquiao maybe having that fight with Manny Pacquiao. There's, we we speak to his team, his lawyer called my lawyer, then it's speaking and stuff, and then boom, someone goes quiet. It goes quiet the way you know. So um but look i'm just keeping my all my options open whichever fight it is but it's not going to be a YouTube. I know that for, for a fact
0: so now listen this was a fight i think five eight years ago i think the yeah. world uh really wanted uh he was champion at that time he was calling you out and, and 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 from i think the outside looking in it looked like a
1: fight that you didn't want at that time yeah. tell us why So the reason me and the Brook fight happened when we were both champions at the time was because I was campaigning more in America. I had to deal with HBO, I had to deal with Showtime, for example, and I was getting all my fights shown on the biggest TV stations. It's probably one of the best moves I ever made in my career to go to America and fight over there because it made me not only a a name in America, which is like the Mecca of boxing, but it gave me a global stance, it made me a global name. And I would go places like Pakistan, Dubai, uh, Saudi Arabia. people know who I am because that's how big the American television is. That the whole world follows it. Follows it. So then, you know, and then when Kel wanted that fight, I knew it was only going to be a big fight in the UK. So um, I thought, okay, fine, you know, we'll, we we will do it, but not just yet. I was campaigning. I was chasing the Mayweather, the, the Manny Pacquiao, uh, and and also then at the same time, the money wasn't on really. Mm-hmm. I'll make more money in America, to be honest with you. That's why. So it's a business end, at the end of the day. I want to make sure that I've got enough for my family and myself when boxing finishes. You know, because it is a blood sport, and you have to maximize and capitalize everything you can do in this sport. So that's the reason the fight didn't happen. Plus, at the same time, you know, I think with all the with all the um, negative things he was saying, the bad bad mouthing he was doing, I kind of wanted to teach him a lesson a little bit as well. That look, you might be champion, but you're still not going to fight me. I'm, I'm my own champion. And obviously, you need a name like me. So he needed me more than I needed him. So that's one of the reasons as well. You know, in the day, when someone's going to talk so much trash and you're going to try to teach him a lesson, you know, like you want to hurt them in that way. And, and the way I thought would hurt him would be by not fighting him.
0: Uh, and, and so now I see that you say if you guys fight right now, the fight wouldn't go past six rounds. So t- tell me why.
1: I mean, look... You know, there's, there's, there's in, in boxing, there's a lot of punishment that fighters take. But the punishment that Kel's taken in his career is life changing. You know, he's, he's had both his eye sockets broken and I mean, could lose an eye. You know, so I'm thinking, like, really, does he really want the fight still? I mean, he's literally been operated all around his face. And he had a tough fight against Triple G, then he had a tough fight against Spence. I mean, it's not going to be good for you, and that's the reason why I'm thinking that. You know, if that fight was ever to be made, I mean, I don't stop, I don't want to be the one to break his face again or hurt him in that way where he's going to be, you know, hurt for the rest of his life. So you know, it's just one of them things. You know, at the end of the day, we might not like each other, but I'm not that type of guy. I wasn't been that respectful guy, and I know he's got a family to go back home to. But let's see how things play out in the next couple of weeks. And I'm back in training. I'm doing a little bit of training and stuff. I just want to see how things play out. And if it is a fight that we both take. Uh,
0: you know, two years ago, uh, and, and, and listen, w- when you were here and, and obviously fighting here, uh, yeah. you were always linked with Virgil Hunter. I mean, it was like American, yeah, yeah. Virgil Hunter, uh, and then you guys split. Uh, what, what happened there?
1: Uh, nothing happened. I mean, I think it was just um, get, look, Virgil got a little bit sick at the time, and um, he then, uh, he was in hospital. Uh, this was in the middle of one of my training camps. It was against uh, the... It was a fight before the Crawford fight. It was my return back to UK. Yeah, it was a UK fight. It was, it was my return after the hand operation against La Greco. So what happened was I did a five-week training camp, and then Brazil goes to hospital. Like, you know, to be seen. So obviously, I had to then quickly make some changes. And who came to help at the time was Joe Gooson. Joe Gooson came and said, look, I'm happy to train you, and what a great t- coach he was. So I kind of liked him, you know? And then after the fight, the fight went well. I knocked Becker like, right in the first round. And um, Virgil, is still in the hospital. Obviously, I sent a couple of messages to him. Um, obviously, he was out of it. And then when he came out of prison, uh, um, it was, I was getting ready for my second fight, uh, which was against Vargas with, with uh, Joe goosein this time so I, I felt bad that look I can't leave Joe gooseman because end the day he came uh to help when you know everything was low and for, uh, and virgin left so he he, he was on standby for me like I have my the loyalty for him you know so I'm gonna stick with him for this fight as well even though I knew that virgin is back in the gym now he's okay but I just felt wrong by doing that so then we went ahead went did the Vargas fight and then when he came back to uh getting the Crawford fight then we joined Virgil Hunter. So there's no bad blood there. And the day it's just one of them things, you know, as as fighters, as coaches, you know, we we um we very close in a way, but at the same time we could be we, we could be the worst enemies as well. It just, it's just what it's blood hate relationship we have. Honestly, like I know that sometimes uh we might say I might say something, Virgil might say something. And you know people take it out of context but the context but the thing is like Deep down we do like each other, but it's just a business of the end. You know, nobody, no trainer or no fighter wants to be blamed. Uh, why, you know, or you were the wrong, it was because of you you lost, or whatever. So I just feel as I, I know exactly where Virgil's coming from when I say, Oh, you know, I didn't get the best training camp, for example, he's gonna hate on that. He's gonna be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm I'm a, I'm a Hall of Famer and you've just said this about me. So everyone has their own pride. But look, I got nothing but love for Virgil. I think he's like one of the best people out there. Honestly, uh, look, a great trainer. But I've, I've I've gone through so many trainers. Like if you think about it, Freddie watch when I started, then I went to uh, then I went to Virgil Hunter. Then um, um, uh, the last fight was again with um, uh, what's that guy called? What's that? What's my last trainer called? Bones Adam. Bones Adam. Goosen. Yeah, yeah, and and. And, I, and then, and basically what happened was, um, you know, yeah, true. So the wife is saying that, basically the wife bought in the this is the like, truth. Look, I'd like talking about it at trainers. So my wife's like, Virgil, I, I was always in the gym early. And obviously Virgil used to come a little bit late. She goes, don't forget to say that. I mean, look, I hate the blame game. You know I mean? I got love for Virgil. I understand Virgil is a lovely guy. And we're going to see each other one day and i like to hug him and, because we had good memories together. We had some good fights together. We had some good history together. But look, it's one of them things, you know, it's, um, as, a, as a fighter, you have to think about yourself and your family. And if someone wasn't giving me the 100% time, I had to kind of just move on in a good way you know, and yeah. move on to something else. And, yeah.
0: So, so this year, uh, you know, Virgil talked with the boxing scene. And yeah. he said, and I'm quoting him, quote, uh, Amir uh, has great ability, but he wasn't dedicated didn't do enough training in between fights and just let his skills deteriorate, end quote. What did you think when you saw that?
1: I mean, look, I'm the hardest worker. I'm the hardest worker when it comes down to, um, you know, training. Honestly, I work very hard. I kind of push myself. I I, I train till I literally can't walk at the gym. I'm just one of them type of guys. And so, like, it's the first I've heard a trainer ever say, you know, like, if you look at Freddie, if you ask Freddie Roach, like, he'll say, like, He's the hardest working guy I ever worked with. Alex Sariza said I'm the hardest worker guy he's ever worked with. Uh, Joe Guzan, same thing with him. Uh, he said the same thing. So I just think, I, you know, sometimes it's going to be a little bit bitter uh, that you know we left each other, and obviously I went elsewhere. And and obviously saying this to a UK uh, press guy, so it doesn't look like he was not in the wrong. You know, he was he was in the wrong. Like look, at the end of the day, you know, you just. That happens. I think with, with a lot of fighters and coaches, that kind of happens quite a lot, where you know it becomes like a blame game. I'm not blaming no one. End of the day I was the one in the ring. You know, if I got beat in fights, you know, I put my put my hand up and say it was me who was in the ring. You know, Virgil wasn't fighting for me, I was fighting for myself. But um, but at the same time, you know, it's just uh, it, it kind of upsets you when someone says that you know you could have been better than you are. I mean, I give it all my all when I used to train,
0: yeah, you know,
1: but I just hope that. i just hope sometimes that you know trainers who say that kind of knew no deep down that they didn't give it their all maybe that's why they're saying it you know but it's just one of them things you know uh
0: let's talk a little bit uh about you personally and 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 first of all uh my condolences because i I know your mother uh was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer she had surgery how is she doing how how has that uh affected you personally
1: oh yeah definitely affected the whole family really really badly and uh, no one's ever see we've never been in a position like this where someone really close to the family has had as 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 a disease like this as a as an illness like cancer i mean when you used to hear people having cancer you're like oh wow like cancer you know in the community and obviously our communities are very close and when we used to hear that we used to be so scared for them and we used to pray everyone used to listen and pray for them and send best wishes to their families and I never ever thought that day was going to come where someone in my family is going to have cancer and obviously it was my mom. and but you know after I to go to give it my mom's a very strong woman she she st- stuck to it she was very um she did everything I said so basically what I did was I said to her that look mom, um I had to go back to the boxing days so look now you have to stay strong obviously when I used to fight used to watch me, or she never used to watch, but she used to know I'm going to the ring. You were mentally very strong, knowing that, look, I'm going to war, my son's going to war. So you have to stick, like, you have to be like this now. You have to be very strong mentally that like, you're going to get through this and not going to give up. Uh, and then I changed her diet. I tried to add a little bit, like my boxing diet, I used to do the juices, the vegetable juicing. I did a lot of reading on her food, how to beat cancer and how to stop them growing. And a lot, of it, a lot of it is about your diet, making sure that you're going to, you eat the right food and you cut out a lot of the bad stuff. And I kind of changed the diet a little bit. I got one of the nutritionists to come on board to the house to explain to my mom, this is what you have to eat. See, if I put food in for my mom, my mom wasn't going to be like, I ain't going to eat it. That's it. But if someone else does, you know, um, so I got like an English guy to come with another woman and they were making all the food for my mom. My mom's like, she's like, she's eating. She I hate this food. But the the uh, the nutrition she's called a nutritionist doctor the doctor said I have to eat it so I'm not mommy about get getting trouble otherwise so you know we were there for each other but I'm glad that she beat it uh, she she got the cancer taken out um, it was a big operation I mean like a 11 hour operation man it was crazy wow. but wow. God's you know God God helped and yeah she's that's good great.
0: man that's fantastic. that's fantastic it's great to hear uh how about you personally so you and your wife man. From my understanding you've got this reality show uh, uh yeah. called meet the cons and yeah. and from my understanding this thing is yeah. very very popular in the uk
1: oh especially my God. in the Bro, it's crazy Bro, it's crazy yeah, well, man it's, uh, it's one of them shows that bloody is bigger than i ever thought look i've done documentaries before like on right. showtime for example with you guys um before fights well, and stuff and- well,
0: but why would you? Uh, why would you do a reality show? I mean, listen, are you've you- had some some private scandals, but you open yourself up to a reality show? How, no, what what no, went,
1: no, into, went into that you know, decision? What made me go into this decision? Because you know, I gotta let people see the real us. Like a lot of people, my wife's got a big name in uh, in, in in the UK mm-hmm. around the world with the makeup stuff I should do and everything. And people don't know that we are really simple people. We're normal, down to earth, like, we just normal people. So I want to show that. Plus, like, I don't want people to think, oh, yeah, because, you know, when someone's successful, yeah, everyone assumes them to be, like, full of themselves and or stuck up or, you know, don't talk nice to people. But I'm, like, the opposite person to that. So I want people to see that side, to see the real me. And honestly, like, it's been such a good show, man. I mean, it was hard at times. I've had, I used to have the cameras over. Uh, on me like as soon as I wake up and I used to be like, oh get this camera away from you. And I'm telling my wife, oh man, tell them that's enough I can't be doing this no more. Like I used to think like, you know, the, the documentaries for fights are hard enough. But I mean this one I bloody hit this like then they want you to do silly things or mess up or argue. And I'm not like, into that kind of stuff. See I'm a very calm guy when I'm at home. So they want to see that but they try to uh turn the you know press the buttons and but you know what I will keep my cool man all the time because that's the way I am but you know overall um it was a very good show, and we've just been nominated for the National Television Awards in the UK for that show. So, I mean, just to be nominated, like, even if we don't win it, but just to be nominated, I mean, people must have liked it. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah, You're man. absolutely right. Um, uh, back uh,
0: back to boxing here, and, and yeah. let's talk about some 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 big things that are going on in the sport. But, but yeah. y- you, you kind of mentioned this, because in, in, I think in 2017, I always wanted to know what happened. I mm. know that both you... And uh, Manny Pacquiao had tweeted out that you guys were going to fight and then it never happened. So w- what went down? What
1: happened there? <laughs> it's crazy. For us, uh, you know, um, having me and Manny are very similar people that uh, when the whole manager must have been speaking. And uh, before we even signed, they've kind of done a little deal between themselves and said, yeah, the fight's done. And then they've got him to tweet and got me to tweet at the same time. And we they thinking fighting each other. But, you know, these boxing games are crazy. Till you have a lawyer involved and it's signed by the lawyer. This is why now, like, I get so many fights thrown at me. You know, I said to them, I go, listen, speak to my lawyer because that's the only way I'm going to believe a fight's happening and I'm going to be motivated to get back to training. Uh, so what with that Manny Pacquiao fight? Same thing, you know, lawyers were speaking to, not lawyers, uh, uh, two managers were speaking to each other. Lawyers are not really involved. Money obviously tweets something. I didn't really believe it anyway. But when Money tweeted, it, I was kind of thinking, oh, this must be right. This this must be the fight's gonna happen. And then next thing, boom, um, it's like nothing, nothing happened. We're still we're still waiting. Still, I'm just waiting to start a training camp for that fight. And it was like two three years ago. So, you know, it's just one of them things. I mean, we did talk to Money and his team like numerous times, and they were very interested in getting the fight. I mean, I've got deals now as well in the Middle East, and they've said, listen, we'll give Money the biggest payday he's ever had. But for some reason, Manny just doesn't seem to want to fight.
0: I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. that. I mean, I'm
1: sure he's not scared. Look, he's fought in the ring with the, the best. But I don't know what it is, really. I think maybe, like, you know, when be, he's been he's been messed around a lot of times. So maybe he's just thinking, look, I'm going to be messed around again. But no, I've got some real deals in the Middle East. Uh, and now becoming the WBC World Boxing Council Middle East president, I can 100% say that, you know, boxing is coming to the Middle East in a big way. So, yeah. When,
0: when when should we expect Amir Khan back in the ring?
1: I want to be back in the ring towards the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it could be October, November time. I'm back in training again, doing a little bit moving, movement and stuff. I wanted want to build my conditioning first, do the weights and stuff, and build the strength conditioning. So then when I am going to push myself hard, at least the muscles around are going to be nice and strong, you know. I don't want to be pulling anything. So making sure that I've got a conditioning coach here, Who's helping me and what i wanted to do as well is i ended up getting a young kid in dubai called danish because he's not really a boxing coach he's just a normal strength conditioner so i wanted to work with him because like you know normal boxing coaches only want to work on the boxing stuff but there's so many you know you got other muscles in the body there's other things other movements you might do that the boxing coaches might not want to touch so i want to make sure overall i'm going to be nice and strong so we've been doing like different type of, type of exercises, and I'm like, hopefully, probably next week start my boxing training, so that way I can put it together. Then you know, but the main thing was to get that, get the fundamentals, and get the, the body nice and strong.
0: Uh, it, so a year after the the Manny Pacquiao stuff in 2018, yeah. you take on Terence Crawford. Um, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and really look, I mean, I know I think early in that fight he he drops you, but then it was like back and forth. Uh, in that yeah. fight. In the sixth round, he hit, yeah, sixth round he hits you with this with this low blow, uh, and I know your corner had threw in the towel. But I thought the interesting thing was it seemed like the narrative that came out from at least the the press that was covering the fight was that Amir Khan quit Amir Khan. Yeah. So you you can now
1: speak to that. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. I've never. First of all, I've never been a I've never been a quitter. You know, I've been I've been I've been fighting about forty fights my 39 fights in my career. Never been a quitter. Um, Yes, he did put me down in the first round, and um, you know he um, it was a good shot. You know, more of a flash knockdown, really. He was the first round kind of caught me going in, lin- uh, lunging forward. He's a good boxer when he's especially for southpaw, and and and, uh, and and he caught me with a hook as I came in lunging in uh, with my backhand. I mean, look, it was a good shot. He timed it well, and then overall, you know, the fight then started going back and forth. You know, started getting a little bit. Of, three shots in, obviously he's like getting three shots in. Then he did hit me with a low shot. I was hit with a low shot. I mean, being hit with a shot like that, you know, it's a slow process, it's a slow pain. I thought I'd be fine. I've got, um, so I'm thinking, okay, fine, I'll take the minute and I'll get back in again. And then uh, I've got Virgil in the corner saying, look, no, stay down, stay down, wait, take the full five minutes, I think it should have been. So I'm getting a little bit reckless now. So then the referee then after like two, three minutes, um, you know, he asked me, Are you okay? I go, No, no I'm not, I'm, I'm just need to recover. So I said, like, No, I'm not okay yet. And then before you know it, boom, he stopped the fight. He said, So I think there must have been a little bit of miscommunication there as well, really. You know, I mean, he's asking me, Are you okay? I go, No, not because I don't want to continue, but I want to take my full five minute break, you know. Um, but I mean, look, at the end of the day, me and uh Terrence had a, had a chat about like this after the fight, and it was cool. And no bad, no, no bad blood loss. I mean, it's boxing, and we both. Out the ring in one piece, really. That's the main thing. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh and and now uh back here. Um a young man over in, in the UK. Boy, he, it seems like he is just like fiending to fight you is Connor Ben. <laughs> oh my <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he has been talking about Amir Khan. Uh, your thoughts and any interest at all in Connor Ben. <laughs> Look,
1: I like it. I like it because in the day he's he wants to fight a big name, which he said he wants to fight a big name, and he's not scared. And you have to give someone respect because I was the same. I was the same when I was uh, around his age, you know. No, sorry, I was, a, uh, I was a lot younger than him, but I was the same when I was a lot younger, where I was calling out the big names because you wanna, you know, you wanna send statements to the world that look, I'm here, I'm ready, I want to fight the best. And um, so I'm not really. I didn't think it was disrespectful, or I didn't think it was bad. I just I kind of thought oh, I like this kid because you have to be a long, young lion in boxing, and you cannot be scared of anyone. And you know, he, he wants to fight the best out there, but um, I think it might be a little bit too early for him in his in his career. And sometimes, if you want to bite too much, you can chew, or that you can chew. You know, you can end up ruining your career. And I just don't want him to do that. So maybe it's the best thing that he do how, that's happened that he doesn't fight me. Uh, but I mean, look, if he keeps performing the way he is performing in his fights, then you know I'm sure he'll be ready for world title fights and. Uh, and the big names out there, I remember uh, sending a message back to him saying that because he thought I was scared they want to fight him. I was like, um, look, at your age, I was a world champion. So, I mean, it's not like I'm scared of anything, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but look, end of the day, the young lion, and he wants to go and fight the best at the moment. And well done to him, man. Props to him, bro. I mean, <laughs> that's the way you should if you want to make it to the top.
0: Uh, some fights that are going on, like to get your perspective from uh, on uh, Fury, and Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, three, third time. Who's winning this trilogy, you think?
1: Um, I think um, about uh, Fury winning again because I think by knocking him out in the second fight, I think he shows that there are weaknesses Wilder has. And I think he's going to capitalize on them and he's going to try to go straight in there, go for go for the knockout again. Mm, wow. Uh, well, Manny, Pacquiao, seen... Manny Pacquiao, Aero Spence. Oh, the Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence fight. Uh, look, it's hard on that because I just... Look, Money always ends up... Pulls it off. He always pulls it off in every fight. But when you find someone like Errol Spence, who's a beast, who is only getting stronger, he's at the peak of his career. He hits hard with both hands. Uh, he's also a southpaw, so then they're both going to be southpaw. So it's going to... How's that going to... You know, how, how's that going to work? I mean, look, it's going to be a... I'm Not gonna say I look, I lean more towards Errol Spence, but Manny has that 30-40 percent chance of winning. Mm. Mm. But uh, uh, you got the, 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 the but you have to say that look if Spence lands them shots and hurts him, I mean can he, I can't I can't see him knock I mean look then you see your Manny has been knocked out before but look it's a very hard I mean look I got I got I'm leaning more towards Spence but I don't know if it's gonna be on points or if it's gonna be a knockout so it's hard
0: everybody wants to see Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. You've been in the ring with Crawford. Do do you think those guys will ever fight or will it be like Khan and Brooke, something that's going to seem like go on for years and years? Yeah.
1: I hope it does because I think they're both um, in America. So it makes it a little bit easier. They're both campaigning there as well. And it's just a promotional issue that they have, you know, ones with Al the other ones with Bob Arum. But what a fight that would be. I mean, that's a fight that you got two fighters probably in the, I think Errol's more in his peak of his career, whereas Crawford is probably more experienced and being around for a very long time. But well, that is a 50-50 fight, basically. But I still lean more towards Crawford because I just think that he just finds a way of winning. He's got the timing, the power as well, which a lot of people don't give him credit for. He has a lot of power for that way. I remember, you know, when I was fighting him, he was throwing some shots. and I'm like, oh, you know what? He's a lot stronger than I thought he was. Um, see, the flash knockdown was really a hard shot, but it was other shots he caught me with. I thought, well, he, he can hit a little bit, and you know, I remember I've been the with some big punches, and obviously he was, he was like he was like being hit by one of them. So you have to give him credit when it when it comes to power. Um, mm-hmm. And going into this fight, I think what wins him the fight against Spence, in my opinion, is the boxing skills he has, uh, and 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 the patience. make making way, and he counters well. His speed, he's got a power, and I think it'd be nice to see how. Um, he fights against a switch hitter because uh, you know Terence likes to switch it up as well. He yeah. ball over, but then then again, you know when when you've got um, Spence coming forward, forward with them big body shots in, and is he going to slow um, Crawford down? I mean, who knows? I mean, look, that's why I say it's a very close matchup. I do lean more towards Crawford, but Spence has got the power as well and, and the good eye wing IQ as well. Because there's not really been anyone there to call any problem to Spence. Whoever is for is destroyed. So we can't, but there's been a few people who have given Crawford problems. So it look, it is it's a, it's a hard fight to call, really, but it'll be a good one. Look, that needs to happen, definitely.
0: You're right. You're right about that. Uh, Amir, for everyone who comes on uh, the show, we allow people who watch uh, to submit questions. Man, they came raining down through uh, social media
1: for you. <laughs> so let's get to a few of them uh it's this you, first one this first go the, ahead What you say? said that you've got waiting questions it's like you got two pieces of paper you've only got two questions bro no 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 well, trust me look <laughs> i got them all all written down on here so uh uh
0: the first one uh comes from carl from facebook it says amir do you have any regrets in your career
1: no no i mean look my career's been brilliant honestly uh, i've won fights lost fights uh learned a lot from the losses I've had changed up my career training with the best trainers around the world so yeah I mean i the way my career has gone honestly I couldn't fault it I mean I've literally tasted everything in in the sport boxing uh
0: this one from Twitter it says uh who was your toughest fight
1: my toughest fight um physically um has to be Canelo Canelo was a beast you know um because he was so strong, I remember like you now I was hitting him with shots, and you know when you see someone like not even flinching, mm-hmm. he was taking the punches, and he was like just walking right through my shots, and um, and I could feel like when we I remember one time in the fight we got close together, and he, he kind of the strength he had, you know, when he pushed me off away, away from me, or when he leant on me first, I was like, damn, this guy's like he's a he's a heavy heavy, heavy guy. You know and a lot in the and 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 he's he's, he's he's stronger the way he pushed me away. Um, but yeah, you have to he has to be one of the he- hardest uh, for you. Yeah, uh,
0: another one from Twitter it says, Would you do an exhibition with Tim Bradley? Always wanted to see that
1: fight at 140. Uh, I mean, at 140, I don't think we'd go for 140 now, I think we'd be <laughs> a little bit heavy at 147. One, but talking about Tim, he might be at 180 because tim was <laughs> put the on any, um, but yeah, I mean, look at the time when we were both champions, we were both unified champions. I went that on, unf- un- I wanted that uh, unific- uh, undisputed unification fight against Tim. That would have been all the belts on the line, everything, but obviously, you refused to fight, it never happened. There were back and forth talks between us, like Me me calling him a pussy and stuff like that, but I mean, look, it just never happened, and it's just one of them things. Uh, but look, if the fight happened now, yeah, I don't think it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think now if, if, if we were to fight each other now, I think I'll just destroy him because he didn't have the win for time. I think it'd be a mismatch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, another one from Twitter. It says, Amir, what's your take on PEDs and boxing? You know, th- that's an interesting question because we had Julian Williams on a couple of weeks ago. Julian Williams said he thinks and he believes that 70 to 75 percent of the elite
1: fighters are on something. Uh, what do you think? You know Look, J- Julian, the top lad, I mean, at this one sparring with him uh back in um, in the Bay Area. And one thing I want to say, listen, it must be because there's a lot of fighters around there, around the world who see we have a we have a program in the UK where we get tested. Even outside training camp, it can we can get a knock on the door now. So we have to get tested. Blood and urine test. It's with the Olympic Committee or the government of UK sports or whatever it's called, yeah? So we have to sign up and we have to give our whereabouts every day for only an hour. So we have to make sure in on that hour, we are in a location which we've given the, uh, the address, the date code, for example, or the apartment number. You have to give your whereabouts. And, when, and I think that is one of the ways of catching people out because they, you're making sure that they can turn up any time, no matter where they are. I used, to, I used to be tested going all the way to Philippines. Let's be training in training camp. In Philippines, I get tested over there. So that's the one th- good thing about when I was around, I was always getting tested, which I wanted to keep it a play, level playing field. But now there's so many fighters out there who, I mean, Julian is probably right, but 70%, 70% of the fights are probably juicing out there. Mm, I mean, wow. it's just not level playing field no more. And I think if you do catch them, I mean, yeah, definitely they need to get the ban. Um, I mean, look, I've experienced someone fighting someone who has been on on PED. For example, there was um, uh, Lamont Peterson. I mean, he was he was on uh, steroids when he fought when I fought him, and I remember like how hard it was to keep him off me, and I was hitting him with everything. I put him down twice. He's not only gonna give me harm in the fight but he's going to do harm on himself by taking that much punishment as well, which he took a lot of punches and stuff and a lot, a lot of beating, coming off the floor twice. So, yeah, I think we just need to um, somehow tighten it up so that way people who are cheating need to be caught out big
0: time. Uh, another one from Twitter, it says, how many more fights do you have left in you and will you ever settle it into the ring with Kell
1: Brook? Oh, I yeah, mean, we we're talking about that. So yeah, maybe you know, there's some there's, there's talks. Maybe one day me and Kel Brook can get a on. Well, like I said, one or two more fights, I'm 34. I never ever thought my career's gonna go this long. You know, uh, I wanted to retire when I was like 28. I was always I always assumed, but because I took a lot a lot a lot of time out my out the ring, it kind of gave me that opportunity to kind of stay in the sport a little bit longer. And I feel like now, I mean, I got the hunger back in me. I love training. I love just keeping myself busy. So. I think the Brook fight, yeah, is something that we're looking at. I think it can happen. But then there's other names out there in the world as well. You know, if the Brook fight didn't happen, then I'm sure there's other big names out there who we can fight and
0: who we can beat, yeah. This one is kind of, it relates to it. Same thing from Twitter. Uh, It says, uh, why didn't you fight Brook in 2016 instead of Canelo? I just feel like that Canelo fight
1: set your career back a lot, Amir. I mean, the Canelo fight, might have set us back a lot because I went and did a hand operation, which I thought was only going to take probably like three, four months out of the ring, ended up being at the ring for like eighteen months. You know what I mean? Um, I mean the Canelo fight really didn't do me that bad in the fight. I mean, look, when you if you take numerous punches in in a fight, you're going to get hurt. You're going to be hurt in the long long term. But if you get knocked out with one shot, which what, what it was against Canelo, then you know you're not going to really. You've not, given, you've not called that damage to yourself as well. you know. So I was quite lucky that it was only a one shot instead of taking numerous punches throughout the whole fight and not being knocked out. So at least one shot did it instead of taking so many. So I don't think I took that much damage. I mean, look, being knocked out is bad. It's not It's not a good thing. I mean, it was sort of quite unhealthy for a human to, to have done to him. But it's one of them things look, I'm going to support. I know I'm going to get hurt. You know you're gonna take punches in the ring, you are gonna get knocked out of time. So it's just one of them things that's the way we have to live in. That's the way we, we have to we have to expect that as well. Uh
0: this one from Twitter from Lee. He says, Has your fellow I am celebrity get me out of here? Uh campmates forgiven you
1: and Lane Lee for eating all the strawberries and cream. Oh, yeah. So that's a, that's another story there. So basically, I got um I did a TV show. One of the biggest TV ch- uh, shows in the UK, and I ended up stealing the sh- strawberries when I won the when I won the guest. Uh, when I won the, um, it was like a special treat we had when I won this like a game show, whatever it was. And so I'm going back to the camp where everyone's starving, and I end up pulling the worst move ever by just sitting there with Ian and me and Ian Lee sat there and ate all the strawberries and pretended to everyone that we didn't win anything. So I went back in the camp and kind of I you know believe it or not I've been to the dentist, I go to my doctor I go to wherever I go in the UK people always end up feeling put like giving me a bowl of strawberries with some cream and saying like, yeah I we know you love our strawberries and cream I'm like, no, I don't like strawberries and cream I'm not really a fan of that because the only reason I did that is because it was a little bit boisterous it was a little bit naughty and it was quite bad and I was starving at the time as well so I was like anything will go you know so yeah but yeah I, I mean I hope people are forgetting me bit, forgiving me for that but I still get a lot of <laughs> Okay. All right,
0: Amir Khan, we've come to the last segment of this show. We call it The Last Stand. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions, my brother. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? All right. All right. You used to be known as the fastest
1: hands in boxing. Who has them now? I still have them. (laughs) Bro, I'm telling you, I'm still the fastest fighter there, man. Trust me. <laughs> you you know Gary then, Russell Jr. Gary Russell Jr. gonna be mad at you, Amir Khan. He's all right. He's a little bit. He's a, li- he's a little bit slower than me, but it is where he is. But I mean, I tell another fight who always thinks he's fast is uh, Rang He always gives it a big one yes. as well. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I look at the speed. and I'm like, oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, who gets more love in the UK, Amir Khan or Kell Brook? 100 percent Amir Khan, bro. 100%. I mean, look, audience is different. You know I mean? I've got, uh, my reach is different in, in, in the UK. So Kelpo, you got the boxing fans there. Uh, that's about it, really. But to be honest with you, like, uh, we've got a massive reach of, like, non-boxing fans and other people out there. So, uh, and, and obviously, going back to that TV show, I'm a Celebrity, that was, like, end up being building a new bunch of fan bases, you know, like, new fan base group there. So, like, yeah, there's, there's levels in in, in in the UK. Yeah, I mean, Cal Brook is, uh, is all right. All right. Uh, first thing that comes to your mind when I say Anthony Joshua. I mean, look, he's a beast, heavyweight champion. But a lot of people say he's going to beat Fury. Mm, I mean, I think that could be the, one of the hardest fights he has, I ever has. And if I, if I was Anthony Joshua, I'll keep away from Tyson Fury because he's a beast. Wow. Wow. Uh, people used to say
0: Amir Khan supremely talented but he's chinny yeah.
1: is that true i mean i don't think it's true look if you're gonna get hit look the way i used to fight i used to go in uh guns blazing i used to jump into uh run into punches for example which are gonna hurt you twice as much my feet weren't there you know balance wasn't right but then you know people say oh he's been knocked down or whatever but i mean look first of all if you get hit by a guy like canelo then you are going to be out, you know what I mean? But, I mean, if, if every time I have been down by guys who are my size, I've always got up. I mean, yeah, look, maybe I might not have the best chin in the business, but I don't think I was chinny where, you know, every any shot would put me down. I took some big shots in my career, you know, as, as time went on. I mean, look, when I fought against Maidana, for example, Zab Judah, these guys are big punches, you know what I mean? Lamont Peterson. So, you know, I've, I've had my fair share as well. But, look, it's uh, one of them type that made me a little bit more exciting in fights.
0: Yep, you're right about that. Uh, most
1: disappointing loss. I think um, no, no, it was Grand Goss, uh, D- Danny, Garcia. Danny Garcia. You know, I, yeah, because you know I wanted to unify um, unify uh, the division that way, and obviously I know that you know all the belts were on the line, um, and you know when you yo, do you want to do the interview for me. My <laughs> Why do you not do an interview? Why don't you do it for me? Honestly. I'm really I'm probably like, oh my god, like she's crazy. You don't do the interview for me, on well, I swear. This needs to I'm be like, an episode I'm, of Meet the Cons bro, right here. Bro, this I'm just, needs- oh my god, I'm like, wait a minute. Like before she was upstairs and I could hear it over upstairs thinking, oh shut up. And then and this house is quite echoey, it's quite big, so it's always echoey and stuff. And I've got the missus telling saying. Oh my god! Anyway, so what was the answer? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, you say that again. So wish what was it again? Yeah, you said Danny Garcia. That was the most disappointing loss. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely was, bro. Because you know when you're winning a fight, and um, like you know there's so much on the on on, on so much on the line. By winning that fight, they take you to a different level, uh, and you win the fight as well, thinking that look, I'm I'm outboxing this guy. And as soon as you switch off for one second boom that's basically what happened man i switched off for one second and then he caught with a big left hook and i was like i was in so much shock that oh damn it put me down okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get that back by instead of that see that was me being a little bit inexperienced as well at the time instead of what i should have done just gone on my bike and moved and recovered. but what i did was straight from getting knocked down i went straight to war with him again which me not being 100% at that time, just coming off a knockdown, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit shaky and stuff. But he stood, and then he caught me again, uh, put me down. And I remember it was the third knockdown he put me down. I stood up and I thought to myself that I remember looking at the the referee and I thought to myself, Look, now I'm going to just keep my guard up, I'm going to move till I fully recover because I can't keep standing in front of him. He is a big puncher. And yeah. uh, the referee had just just wave the fight off. And I'm like, come on, just give me one more chance. Like, give you know, one yeah. more chance. Like, don't stop the fight. I know what I'm doing now. Like, listen, I, I know what mistakes I made, But, um, yeah, that's one of the fights I regret as well. You know, it's just, um, I wish um, I kind of thought through it instead of, you know, fighting with the heart. Last question. Biggest win
0: of your career?
1: Has to be the world title fight. My first world title fight was against, um, um, Andreas Kotelnik and I remember Kutelnik just beating a UK fighter up and then fighting Maidana and beating Maidana up. But then again, wait a minute, I'm have two, because I have Kotelnik when I won the first world title fight. And the second one was Maidana because Maidana was, like, my first big fight in America. And I think to, like, come to America and have a fight like that in the States, no UK fighter has ever done that, you know? And I went there, ended up getting the best fight of the year. Uh, beating someone like Maidana, who was renowned to be the biggest puncher yeah. of, of in my division, literally I had like about I think at that time we had about thirty-two fights knocked out, knocked thirty-one out. I'm like damn, I got my hands full in this fight, you know. But I think two two fights. Then it has to be Katellik and Maidana because Maidana made me the big name in America, and what made me a world champion was a Katellik fight. So they were both big because. Being a, becoming a world champion was my dream, and I did that with the Kotelik fight. But the Maidana fight was what gave me the name in America.
0: Well, I tell you what, man, uh, you were you, you were and always and still a uh, one of the gentlemen of the sport. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on Showtime because you're right, whenever we had you on, it was an exciting fight. Uh, I mean,
1: I those- so yeah, definitely. Man, with Showtime, we had some big fights, so we had some good fights for you guys. I mean, it was brilliant.
0: Yeah. absolutely absolutely then, and, that, and that hand speed those combinations yeah. of amir khan were lightning and so you're right yeah. about that man uh and listen hey if you want to come back i wish you all all the best and listen if it could be against kel brook that would be phenomenal cuz i know the world would still like to see that fight and see you two get people, it people
1: on people would see what happens in that fight you know we're similar age to each other and um yeah definitely i mean he just you know, he's, he's, he, I think he's, his fight was a little bit earlier than mine. Um, He's fought only about a year ago. But look, if the fight can happen, it can happen. Let's make it Let's make it a big fight. And, you know, hopefully the winner then goes on to maybe another big fight after that. So there's so many options out there for me. I mean, I'm always getting, uh, I've kind of now put a hold, hold on the Manny Pacquiao phone call, say, you want to fight Manny Pacquiao? So that kind of, I've kind of put that to a side and then I'll get back to you when I think it's right. <laughs> but, uh, but, what's ideal now it's but like a book fight for sure definitely you know we're both British fighters we've not fought in the UK for a very long time so yeah
0: well listen my brother I, I wish you all, all the best in the future and hey look w- when you get ready to get it on uh let <laughs> us know and uh we, we can do this again <laughs> and, and look you never know it might
1: be on Showtime that would be great who knows <laughs> who knows bro so definitely man I really appreciate it man but listen it's always a pleasure speaking to you And uh, we'll, we'll definitely catch up again.
0: Sounds great. That's what we do here on The Last End. We bring you some of the biggest names in the sport, just like Amir Khan. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.